Welcome to Vegan Stories Podcast, featuring people who eat abundantly, live vibrantly, and dream of a vegan world. I'm your host, Jeff Rosenblum, and today's guest is a vegan of over three decades and was voted PETA's sexiest vegan over 50 in 2016. Listed by Veg News among the top 10 living vegetarian authors, she made her reputation in the self-help and spirituality genre with books including the international bestseller, Creating a Charmed Life. In the vegan space, she's written books including The Love-Powered Diet, The Good Karma Diet, and The Iconic Main Street Vegan. Featured twice on Oprah, she is an internationally celebrated speaker and host of the award-winning Main Street Vegan podcast. She is also lead producer of A Prayer for Compassion, the 2019 documentary from Student Academy Award winner Thomas Jackson that explores the intersection of food choices and spirituality. She is founder and director of Main Street Vegan Academy, training and certifying vegan lifestyle coaches, educators, and entrepreneurs since 2012. Faculty members include Robert Ostfeld, MD, Marianne Sullivan, JD, Chef Fran Costigan, fashion designer Joshua Catcher, cookbook author J.L. Fields, Fred Beasley II of NYC Hip Hop is Green, David Benzaquin of Plant-Based Solutions, and rock musician and Ironman John Joseph. The Academy's 500-plus alumni hail from 30 countries and are engaged in vegan enterprises ranging from counseling to cooking to cowboy boots. She lives with her husband, interfaith ministerial student, William Melton, their rescue dog, Forbes, and a handicapped pigeon, Thunder, in a green building in New York City. I am thrilled and honored to welcome to Vegan Stories podcast, Victoria Moran. Hi, Victoria. Hi, Jeff. Victoria, I saw you appear as a guest on a couple of video podcasts a few weeks ago, and I was so impressed by everything you've done with Main Street Vegan, including your academy, podcast, film, and of course, books. I was even more impressed by your positive energy and vibrant enthusiasm. You are a shining example of the power of veganism. So thank you for joining me on my podcast. Well, thanks for having me. Of course. Well, I always like to begin by setting the stage for our listeners. So would you please share your age? Well, that's a big first question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Last March 21st, I do believe that um, I had a little bit of luck in this life in being born right around the vernal equinox. I turned the big 7-0. Wow. Congratulations. Why, thank you. And you know what? We we were first shut down then, you know, for for the uh, COVID lockdowns and everything. And 
I had had this wonderful birthday celebration planned. I was going to give myself a full day in Greenwich Village and in I was going to take yoga classes and get reflexology and all these things I love. And in the middle of the day, I had intended to gather half a dozen of my favorite women friends and we were going to have lunch at a very magical place called Delice and Saracen, which is a classic French restaurant that is all vegan. And for their wow. first two years, they didn't even tell people it was vegan. They just said, you know, coco vin, <laughs> steak, treat, <laughs> all these things. And people didn't even know. So it's a very, very cool place. So that had been the plan. But, you know, plans change. So I celebrated my birthday by taking my dog out for a walk. And as I did that, the guy in the garage beneath my building was playing salsa music. And so yeah. my dog and I danced salsa for a while. And that was how <laughs> I turned 70. Oh, well, well, that's terrific. And, and uh, now you mentioned Greenwich Village. And I mentioned in the introduction that you currently live in New York City. But where are you originally from, Victoria? Kansas City, Missouri, the heart of America. Ah, I've never been there, but I've heard great things. And I appreciate all that information. Now, Victoria, tell us about your vegan story. When, where, and why did you go vegan? Oh, gosh, I, I'll try to shorten it because I think for so many people, it's kind of like the other question, a question that you might actually ask me, which is, you know, how long did it take you to lose weight? <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's rarely a yes. Well, it started on June 27th and it all finished on August 26th because life isn't like that. You know, you kind of have starts and stops. So basically, I tried to go vegetarian at uh, 13, uh, lasted three months. I got really hungry. Um, at 17, I became very interested because I started studying yoga. And the implication there was if you want to be serious about yoga, you certainly cannot be eating animals. And so I did manage to go vegetarian um, at 19. I was completely vegetarian. And I'd never even heard of vegan. I mean, I didn't know that people could live uh, without eggs or dairy. And I heard about it and it seemed kind of extreme because even at that time, you know, we're talking 1969, so long time ago. And, and just being vegetarian was so odd. And yet there was something in me where the vegan struck a chord ethically because the idea, I mean, I, I didn't know before that, that cows had to give birth to provide milk. I just thought they just made milk because they were cows, which I think, um, you know, a lot of people still believe. So it was filed away back there. And I, and I did start trying in my early 20s, which was the early 1970s. And something I always like to tell people who are vegan or plant-based and they're very discouraged with friends and relatives who aren't doing it, just believe in them. If, if they express any interest, if, if they're at all open to it, just treat them like they're already there. And that is exactly how Freya and Jay Dinshaw of the American Vegan Society which still exists. I hope everybody joins it, AmericanVegan.org. Those people were carrying the banner before anybody else was around. But they believed in me and they treated me like a vegan, even when I was slipping and sliding from vegan to vegetarian, partly because it was just 
difficult back then, but also because I was a practicing compulsive overeater and I would go on these eating binges and I, I didn't go back to meat ever, but everything else was kind of out the window at, at that time. But finally, I made it to vegan in November of 1983. My daughter was an infant and I really wanted to raise her vegan and knew that I had to be vegan first. And the beautiful juxtaposition of, of events at that time was that she had been born and I had gotten really serious about the 12-step program of Overeaters Anonymous, which took care of my eating disorder on the inner level. I no longer had to eat for a fix. And then I was able to have choice in, in what I would eat for the first time really in my life. And I chose vegan. I have never looked back and I'm very grateful. Well, that's terrific. And Victoria, how did Main Street Vegan begin and then evolve over the years? Yeah. Well, I'm a writer. I believe I came to this earth uh, to be a writer. So my first book about veganism actually came out way back in 1985. It might be the first book on vegan philosophy and practice ever to come from an actual publisher, at least as far as I can tell um, that was the case. And, and so I did a couple of other vegan books, and then I got out into this whole career of, of um, spirituality, self-help, well-being kind of books. I was on Oprah a couple of times and all that stuff <laughs> that one does yeah. uh, or did certainly at that time uh, in that genre. And in 2012, I returned to the vegan genre with a book, Main Street Vegan, and the publisher had not liked that title. And so I was trying to write the book and come up with another title, but it was just, this is supposed to be what it's called. And then we had the most remarkable thing happen. You know, every now and then in life, something happens that you think, what? What just happened to me? I mean, are you serious? <laughs> and so we were walking up Broadway and there was Michael Moore, the filmmaker that I know a lot of people love and a lot of people dislike a lot, but be that <laughs> as it may, there he was. And he had enjoyed a book that I had written earlier, uh, a weight loss book called Fit From Within. And he had written about that in Oprah's magazine. So I knew he liked my book and I didn't want to be like some hanger on. <laughs> you know, So I just gave my card to the woman who was with him and said, you know, he liked a book I wrote, just tell him hello. So in a few seconds, I hear Victoria and Michael Moore is following me up Broadway and he says, we need to talk about food. So he started calling me and we were talking about food and, and he's done well with food. He's not completely vegan, unfortunately, but he's certainly off red meat and, you know, losing weight and stuff like that at, at this point. We all know who've seen him on TV. But at that time, he was just beginning that process. And one night we were talking and I mentioned that the book that I was writing was supposed to be called Main Street Vegan and the publisher hated that. And he said, they're wrong. Let me talk with them. Well, come to find out, my editor was a fan. And so <laughs> he convinced her, she convinced the higher ups. And I tell you this story because it was when she called me on a Tuesday morning to say, okay, your book title is Main Street Vegan. It was like all those kind of bubbles, you know, in the comic books 
there needs to be a Main Street Vegan production company. There needs to be a Main Street Vegan <laughs> radio show. There needs to be a Main Street Vegan Academy training and certifying vegan lifestyle coaches. And one by one, each of these things has come into being and has really given me the next chapter of my life. Well, that's fantastic. And I'm so amazed by all that you've done since that time. And can you please share some of the success stories that you've had with graduates from the Main Street Vegan Academy? Oh, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. So Main Street Vegan Academy has, for its first eight years, been an in-person program in New York City. And I was very proud of the fact that it gave people this life-changing pause and, and, and getaway. And we also, in the in-person classes, take field trips to vegan businesses, uh, vegan shoe stores, uh, 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 vegan uh, herb shop, uh, vegan uh, bodegas, you know, all, all these places. So people get inspired and then they go out and, and start businesses. Well, now, of course, with COVID, we are on Zoom. Hopefully we will be in person again, hopefully uh, in the fall of 2021, hopefully we'll see but uh -huh. but on on zoom as well people come to this program and then they go out and they do amazing things part of it i think is because we offer incredible training live with the instructors so you're right there so whether you're hearing from um Bruce Friedrich of the Good Food Institute or um, Dr. Robert Osfeld of the Montefiore Cardiac Wellness Program or Joshua Catcher, wonderful uh, fashion designer. The, these people who have been movers and shakers in, in this movement for such a long time, you get inspired by them as well as educated by them. And then people just have the nerve to go out and make their dreams come true. And we also provide a lot of follow-up and networking and all that because we now have 500 graduates from 30 countries on six continents. So some of the things that they're doing, thank you for asking. Um, one of our graduates is Kat Mendenhall. She lives in Dallas, Texas, and part of the time in uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas. And she has Kat Mendenhall cowboy boots. So if you live in Dallas and Fayetteville, you got to have your cowboy boots. And these are, are vegan, earth-friendly, made in America, a, a custom, gorgeous, splendid. So that's one of them. Then we have a, a couple, um, Carlo and Carmela um, Giadani. They're in Philadelphia, and they have a bodega, a little convenience store called V Marks the Shop. Uh, then we have JL Fields, who probably some of your listeners have heard of because she's just become this most prolific cookbook author, maybe in all of veganism. And um, she is in Colorado Springs, where she has the Colorado Springs Vegan Cooking Academy. She writes her books. And in addition, she gets a lot of work as a consultant to, uh, for example, um, people making these instant multi-cookers and other kinds of companies that uh, appeal to, to people who, who want to uh, cook healthier. Um, then we have um, a graduate in uh, Mexico City with an ice cream, vegan ice cream company called Beaumont. And uh, we have Riverdale uh, Fromagerie 
beautiful little cheese shop uh, on the Lower East Side uh, in Manhattan. And she's also uh, now manufacturing cheese. That's called Riverdale. And we have another woman uh, who operates out of Brooklyn and uh, upstate New York with a cheese and yogurt company called Bright Life Foods. So these are just some of the things, in addition to what they're actually certified to do, which is educate and, and coach. So it's pretty cool. People are doing amazing things. And one of our recent graduates, uh, Nivi Jaswal, who, who just took the, the Zoom course in July, and she's now involved in the masterclass that we're doing, um, launched just last month uh, in, in December, her um, nonprofit called Javinity. And her goal is to get whole plant-based foods into the hands and kitchens and stomachs of, of people who are lower income. So she is bringing a lot of corporate background to bear on a market research project that she's doing um, with a, a black community in New York City, a Hispanic community in Iowa, and a Navajo reservation in Arizona because we want a vegan world. We want a healthy plant-based world. We don't want to leave anybody out. So she's doing that. So, you know, I don't have any grandchildren and may not ever have any, but I have 500 graduates and uh, that's pretty cool. It's very cool. Victoria, you must be so proud. And it's got to be so exciting to see these people go and create these businesses. And really, you've affected the vegan world in such a huge way by paying it forward to all these people who now continue to pay it forward with their businesses. So that's just got to feel great just knowing that. It really does. And there's just something about passing this information along to somebody who is then going to run with it and, and reach more people, maybe more people than, you know, you could yourself. It, it's, it's stunning. <laughs> I just feel so grateful yeah. to be part of this. I know this is the wave of the future. It's, it's just difficult. You know, it, it still seems extreme to people, even to healthcare professionals. Like, well, do you have to take it that far? And yes, <laughs> You know, yes, you have to take it that far. But once you're doing it, it doesn't seem far. What seems far is eating animals and, and clogging your arteries on purpose and damaging the planet. That seems like something that you want to push far, far away. No question about it. Well, again, just with everything you're doing, you're really getting that message out there. Tell us about the film that you were part oh, of. Oh, thank you. Um, well, actually, it's a, a film in the past and a film coming up, which is kind of cool. So the one that I think mm. you're asking about came out in uh, 2019. Uh, I almost said last year. It's not quite last year anymore, <laughs> but we can maybe skip 2020 and say, yeah, it was last year. Um, it's called A Prayer for Compassion. And I'm the lead producer for that film. The filmmaker is Thomas Wade Jackson, who is a Student Academy Award winner. And the film is to present the vegan ideals to people who identify as religious or spiritual of all traditions. And it's a beautiful journey of, of Thomas going all across the country. And then he ends up in Morocco at... Uh, a climate 
conference. He ends up going through India and, and looking at what is standing between this world and a completely vegan life, given that every religion, every spiritual tradition on this earth talks about mercy, compassion, reverence for life. And it just seems like if we could get these people who already hold those values to just expand them a little bit, amazing things could happen. And then the other, I should tell you this too. <laughs> um, yeah, I there's a wonderful restaurant here in New York City called the Organic Grill. Um, they had a podcast for a while, the OG, uh, and maybe they still do. And you can watch that and listen to it, a video podcast. And the owner there, Vlad Grinberg's wonderful, wonderful man who likes to celebrate other people and, and other people's outreach and accomplishments. And so um, he and oh, uh, one of my graduates, lovely um, uh, semi-retired litigator uh, from uh, Seattle, Shawnee Jane, are going to be working on a documentary this spring about compassion as viewed through the lives and work of Main Street Vegan Academy graduates. So we should be uh, looking at that for maybe fall uh, 2021. Wow. Well, I can't wait to see that. That, again, is incredible. And I can go on and on with all the divisions, basically, of Main Street Vegan. Now, how about your podcast? You have a terrific podcast that I absolutely love. Tell my listeners oh, about bless that. You. Thank you so much. Well, you know, when I had that aha that there ought to be all this Main Street Vegan stuff, it came to me as Main Street Vegan radio show because this was, well, actually, it was 2011 when that call came in. And I'm not sure that I had heard the word podcast. With all of them that are out there now, that seems really hard to believe. But in 2011, I thought radio show. So when I was on tour with um, the Main Street Vegan book, a call came through from Unity Online Radio. And Unity, for people who don't know, is a, a Protestant denomination founded in the 1890s by a couple of very vocal vegetarians. I mean, they printed Bibles way back then using, I think it was called Caratol. It was some kind of faux leather that they had in 1895, which is, is just stunning. So um, they called and, and said, would you like to have a radio show and call it Main Street Vegan? It's about time we get back to our roots. So uh, the very first Main Street Vegan episode was in June of 2012. We have been every Wednesday, except for um, 4th of July and Christmas break ever since. And it's now, of course, a, a podcast as well and has been from the beginning on um, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts and Google Play and Spotify and all of those. So Main Street Vegan podcast is really about bringing veganism to the mainstream. We talk about everything of interest to a vegan or a pregan. So we cover whole foods, plant-based diets, and we cover other iterations of vegan eating. So we've had raw food people, uh, Ayurveda experts, macrobiotic experts, chefs, and uh, food foodie people. And then we, we have the whole spectrum of, of animal rights. And we've had everybody on from um, PETA founder Ingrid Newkirk to um, attorney Stephen Wise of the... Um, 
um, who's trying to get personhood status for um, uh, apes and, and other beings to kind of awaken everybody to the fact that individuals are individuals. We also get more than a lot of the podcasts into some of the spiritual and religious aspects, because that is an interest of mine. So we've had on, I know you've also uh, had on uh, Richard Schwartz, a uh, fabulous, uh, one of the founders of, of Jewish Veg. Um, we've had um, Susie Welch. Some people know her from the Today Show. She's, um, bless her heart, recently widowed. Her, her husband, Jack Welch, was the legendary um, CEO of, of GE. She's an evangelical Christian. Uh, we've had um, lots of people from the yoga community. We've had Buddhists. We've had a, a Muslim imam. Um, we talk about family life, dating, raising kids. <laughs> There's just nothing in the vegan universe that we don't touch. I mean, beauty and, and um, decorating, you know, who knew there's this whole <laughs> genre of vegan and healthy decorating. Cause you know, a lot of the fabrics and, and the uh, plyboard and things that people have in their homes are outgassing some stuff that is not so good for us. So we, we run the full gamut and we're live on unity online radio every Wednesday at three o'clock Eastern time. And the podcast goes up the next morning, Main Street Vegan on all platforms. So thanks for asking. And if people only have the time to listen to two podcasts, maybe it'll be yours and mine. <laughs> well, it's my pleasure. And I hope that's the case because yours is absolutely, like I say, wonderful. And your timing has been so impeccable, Victoria, with your books coming out at the time of all the interest in veganism and the documentaries coming out and uh, in terms of your podcast as well, back in 2012, it was almost a new medium at that point. So you've really uh, grown with with it and uh, have gotten so many guests on there that have shaped the vegan world as as you have. And and Victoria, I mentioned in the introduction that you live in a green building in New York City. Tell us about the green yeah, aspects of that. It was really a draw for for choosing this building because we're already in New York City and don't have a car and we're vegan. And so I thought, okay, we're doing fine. <laughs> but then you look at what's going on with the planet and it's like, everybody has to do more. So when we had the option of moving into this uh, LEED certified green condominium, it, it was really very exciting. So some of the things that they do here, the building materials were you know considered green, eco-friendly. All of our windows are triple, pain and that so that we use less energy. Our energy comes from something that isn't the regular <laughs> energy company. My husband could tell you more about it than me, but it somehow is uh, has a better carbon footprint than most. Um, they, they are very good about using uh, eco-friendly cleaning products uh, in, in the building itself. We've got composting um, available. So yeah, it's a wonderful thing. And I also feel that my neighbors are compatible because, you know, we all chose this building instead of, of someplace else. And I do know that whenever there's um, something that I can hand out downstairs, like when the COVID thing first started, um, I had 
a whole box of um, the Gentle World um, uh, cookbook. Um, I want to say it's cookbook for people who love animals, but that might be Ingrid Newkirk's book. Anyway, it's a classic vegan cookbook. And I stacked them by the mailboxes. And literally every day I would go down there and they would be gone and the next stack would be gone. And then I got a lot of uh, African-American vegan starter kits, which is a wonderful, wonderful magazine-like uh, publication that really anybody can order. You can get them uh, at no charge from Farm Sanctuary um, if you've got a place to distribute those. And same thing. I mean, they would just disappear, disappear. So I don't know how many vegans are in my building, but I certainly know that that people are interested. And I can just see from what is in the recycling bins, how many people are using uh, non-dairy milks and, and uh, you know, so, some of these better foods. And I, I actually think I'm seeing fewer egg cartons down there than I did when we moved here eight years ago. I hope so. Well, you know, that's such a great building to live in, especially at this time with COVID. I think that's, uh, it's got to feel a bit better being in, a, in, a, in an environment Well, like it's that. wonderful to be around people that, that have some awareness of, of what is going on in the world. I think it's so difficult right now to uh, ferret out truth from fiction and and to just be around some people who are solid and who if, if you're confused about something like oh i saw this thing online and it kind of doesn't make sense but i don't know maybe to really be able to run that past people that you trust it, it's a beautiful and valuable thing absolutely and Victoria, you really just epitomize veganism. You got into the interest of it, the vegetarianism and veganism, and at a very young age, and, and all you've done to uh, impress upon the world how key it is to live this compassionate lifestyle and this healthy lifestyle, and all the people that you've touched and the books you've written and the podcast and the film and, and the academy and all the businesses you've influenced it's really just incredible. What are the best ways for our listeners to find you and learn more about? Oh, that's all so this kind that you to do? ask. Well, everything is centered at the website mainstreetvegan.net, and we couldn't get the .com early on. Now we have the .com. So if you put in mainstreetvegan.com, <laughs> you'll still get there, and uh, that has our our weekly blog um, and information about everything that's going on with Main Street Vegan, plus, of course, the page for the Academy. So if you're interested in upping your game and getting this very respected certification as a vegan lifestyle coach and educator, you can do that now, of course, via Zoom. Our next class is starting at the end of February. So check that out. And also, when you go there and see... Um, it says you want to be a Main Street vegan. <laughs> That's how you can subscribe to our newsletter and, and blog and stay connected. Well, I encourage everybody to take advantage of all that great information and anyone that's interested in creating a business or just learning more about being a vegan that can make an impact out there in the world. MainStreetVegan.net is definitely uh, the place to go from everything I've seen and and Victoria, I'm just so excited because you were just so gracious from the very beginning. I saw you on these couple podcasts and I said, boy, would I love to have her on 
Vegan Stories podcast, and I I connected with you. We are we were actually already connected on LinkedIn, but I sent you a message, and and uh, and you got right back to me saying you'd you'd be happy to, and you've been great in scheduling this from from the very beginning. So it, it, this has been just such an honor for me, such a pleasure, and uh, the information you shared is absolutely invaluable. And I thank you for everything that you've done for setting the stage for everybody else that have gone on and done great things. And, and, you know, being on my podcast, this has just been a real treat. So thank you. It's just great to talk to you and, and oh, well, great to get to know you. Thank you so much for having me. And, and just a, a word to your listeners. Thank you. Thank you for being part of this. Thank you for doing this for yourself and the animals and the planet and, and all of us. We may not know one another personally, but we're a family. That was Victoria Moran, and I'm Jeff Rosenblum. Thank you for listening, and remember, eat, live, and dream vegan.